This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 444. Be inspired by Anastasia's whole band IELTS increase. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection. And we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now let's get to the show. Today you'll meet a favorite Three Keys student, Anastasia, who increased her overall IELTS score from a 6 to a 7. Listen and learn how hard work leads to exam success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, IELTS listeners. We are um, super fortunate today to get to talk to, honestly, one of my favorite students that I've had in Three Keys IELTS because we've we've got to work together quite a few times, right, Anastasia? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, um I was I was telling Anastasia this before we started recording. I am so excited that all of you listeners get to meet her because she is she is truly a, such a great example for you guys about hard work and how it pays off. I'm just I'm inspired by the efforts that you've put into this, Anastasia. So let's get to your scores first. Um, tell us, did you did you take IELTS before, or was this the first time for you? No, uh, actually, I uh, have I had this exam twice. Uh, I mean, real exam, and uh, also I purchased two mock tests. Okay, all right. And what were the scores that you got previously? Uh, a year ago, I had overall six, and the six in all the sections. Mm, okay. Yeah. And what scores did you need? Uh, uh, to be honest, the, the more the better, of course. <laughs> but sure. uh, uh, the required score was uh, 6.5 in all the sections. Okay. Uh, not less than uh, 6 in in each. Okay. Uh, why? Why are you taking IELTS? Uh, I want to obtain a master's degree abroad. Uh, I haven't decided the exact country because uh, it depends on the scholarship I get. Okay. So, yeah, that's my objection. Uh, objective. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, and you got the scores you needed. 
I mean, like, you're done with IELTS. IELTS has been such a big part of your life um, in your recent past. And it's done, man. I'm so excited for you. Okay, so what were your scores on your most recent exam? Uh, yeah, I had uh, overall seven. Uh, and uh, in terms of sections, I had... Uh, Listening eight, reading seven point five, writing wow. six point five, and speaking six point five. Oh my gosh, that's like that's that's kind of perfect. I mean, of course, we always want higher scores than what we get. You know, like yeah. you're always gonna be like, oh, but why didn't I just get like a seven in writing or whatever? Um, but these are great scores, and this is what you needed. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I anticipated um, more uh, like high uh, score, but I was so nervous. <laughs> Maybe I, I made some mistakes, uh, and uh, I wanted, of course, more. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah, seven yeah. is is great. Really great. So, uh, how do you think um, the nervousness affected you on exam day? Um. It affected me drastically on speaking. I I tried to calm down. I used some techniques, te techniques, uh, but uh, I don't know. In front of the examiner, I mm -hmm. my mind went blank and I didn't explain it. And I I oh. made some mistakes, but yeah. Well, the fact that you could feel like you made mistakes and you could recognize the anxiety combined with the fact that you still got a 6.5 is kind of amazing. Like, that's really awesome. Um, okay, cool. So let's, let's get into some, like, specific tips or advice you might have for our listeners. Um, let's start with the incredible listening score of eight. What, how did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> I feel that it's uh, mostly due to the fact that I was listening to podcasts, of course, your podcasts and mm -hmm. NPR, and I subscribe to too many podcasts, and I listen to it uh, whenever I can, uh, when I was going for a stroll, when I was uh, working out, um, yeah. before going to sleep. It's the easiest way of uh, practicing listening. Uh, you don't need uh, to write down anything. You have, yeah. you just have to um, use your headset and your smartphone. Yeah, totally. That's, I mean, that's such a good way to, I mean, students are always asking, like, I don't live in an English speaking country. How can I immerse myself in English? And this is one of those ways, right? Just surround yourself with as much of the language as possible. Um, was it, was it difficult at first? Like when you started listening to all the podcasts, was it, was it hard because maybe you didn't understand it all? And then, like, uh, how long did it take for you to feel like you were really comfortable understanding? Yeah, uh, I I don't recall. Uh, maybe it's it's not only uh, podcasts, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I also watched some movies with subtitles, uh, okay. so so that I could uh, read uh, how to how the words uh, can be pronounced. Yeah. And I uh, I found uh, a, 
a person uh, with whom I could uh, had a conversations, uh, and I asked him to spell me some words, and I re- uh, wrote it down, and uh, then oh, we great. Could, we could check it, and it uh, I think it also helped me. But in terms of podcasts, uh, you know, uh, some some are quite uh, simple uh, to understand, uh, and uh, you know, it, like like what? Like, <laughs> w- could you could you recommend some podcasts for the listeners that they might find easier to understand? Yeah, of course, your your podcasts are easy <laughs> to understand, uh, and they are uh, loud enough to listen to it in in the car, for instance. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and also BBC Learn in English. Uh, they um, you can uh, listen to it uh, in order to learn some useful vocabulary. Uh, that is a great resource, though. The just that whole site, BBC Learning English. That's a, there's so many great resources on there. Um, what about stuff made for native speakers? Did you get into into any podcasts like that? Um, yeah, um, I subscribe to like NPR. I think it's not for. English le- learners? <laughs> uh, no, not at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And BBC World Service. Uh, yeah. And I, uh, Fresh Air. <laughs> yeah. I love I love Terry Gross so much. I I I I would I would be starstruck if I met Terry Gross in real life. It would be amazing. Guys, Terry Gross <laughs> is the host of Fresh Air. And this is, we've recommended it before. Um, she is one of the most professional, likable, amazing hosts on the radio today. So, okay, awesome. What about as far as like testing skills go? So on the listening exam, was there any strategy or technique that you uh, practiced and you thought really helped you get that eight uh yeah i uh i always listened to, to um uh, like the text before the actual exercise in order to immerse into the uh situation yeah so i anticipated i anticipated uh, some vocabulary some phrases that they are going to say awesome uh, and then, uh, yeah, I used uh, underlining keywords. Uh, I, yeah, actually, I used all the strategies. You gave. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but that, but that first, that first strategy that you mentioned is really important, and a lot of students overlook it. Guys, the the introduction at the beginning of every listening section. Um, don't skip it. I mean, you need to focus on it. I think a lot of students just start looking at the questions right away, right? Because every Everybody's like nervous and trying to jump ahead. But guys, in that introduction, they tell you who's who you're going to hear, what they're going to talk about. Um, and like Anastasia said, it's about being active. It's about anticipating vocabulary, anticipating, you know, what they're going to say. And that really helps you understand once you do start listening. Okay, perfect. And, and uh, moreover, I um, used your some tech 
techniques from anti-anxiety uh, module when I was uh, freaking out <laughs> on oh, the good. exam. I, I felt my uh, feet on the ground and tried yeah. to breathe. Uh, and uh, yeah, because uh, it's, it's uh, really easy to... Um, to uh, I don't know how to say uh, to get confused with uh, this pace of uh, speaking. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, all of our anti-anxiety techniques are designed to like l lower the effective filter. That it's a it's a whole linguistics term. I won't go into details, but basically like your anxiety can like bring a wall up in your brain, right? That prevents you from understanding, prevents information from coming in. So that's the point of these anti-anxiety uh, practices or techniques or strategies is to help you just be present, be grounded, and be able to take in the information without any obstructions. So that's good. I'm so glad that that helped you. That one of just grounding yourself with the feet, with your feet on the floor, that's, I, I use that sometimes too. Um, okay, awesome. Let's go on to reading. So reading 7.5, like, what? That's... <laughs> That's awesome. Could you could you give us uh, any uh, testing tips that you think really helped you get that? Hello, lovely and delightful IELTS listeners. If you would like access to the same community and the same strategies that helped Anastasia increase her overall score by a whole band point, get into the Three Keys IELTS success system. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. We'll see you there. To be frank, I just did uh, a lot of reading uh, tests uh, just recently before the exam. I downloaded Cambridge books and some mm -hmm. other books uh, with tests. And I clearly used uh, strategies uh, with underlining, with uh, uh, finding uh, specific information. And when you do it a lot of times, you know how exactly it looks like you can get used to it. And yeah. then uh, uh, on, on the real exam, you feel like comfortable, you know what to do. And uh, yeah, there, there is no, uh, um, no new exercises on the real exam. Everything yeah. is, can be practiced before. Yeah, that's a really great thing to make explicit or to uh, recognize about the IELTS exam. Guys, listeners, there are, uh, we know the question types. <laughs> the IELTS does not make it secret what kinds of questions are on every exam, right? There's going to be multiple choice. There's going to be matching headings to paragraphs. We know what we're going to see. And thus, you just need the strategies for each of those question types. And like Anastasia said, it's all about applying those strategies to test practice as much as you can. But of course, not too much to where like you go crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> a fine balance. More. Sorry? The less is more. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but that's so true. I have been meeting with, uh, for some reason, like a lot of our uh, students in the course are taking the exam this Saturday. So I've been meeting with a bunch of people um, in this past week. And um, I can't tell you how many times I've had to say, like, stop practicing. Like, you need, you need to not do any more practice tests right now. Because it's just like, I can, I can hear how tired they get, you know, and that is not the way to prepare for success. So definitely less is totally more. Um, Okay, cool. It's better to know the verge. Yeah. And in addition uh, to to reading, uh, for reading, I would recommend uh, read more articles about uh, those uh, topics uh, like Animals, uh, insects, fish, uh, and, oh. uh, you know, uh, some c- scientific articles because some words come, come, uh, come, uh, I don't know. That's all right. They, they appear, they appear in reading tests. And uh, when you know what uh, they mean, these yeah. words, I mean, uh, you can uh, deal with that uh, task better. Some, totally. Yeah, That's some so uh, true. basic words, uh, for instance, uh, feathers in uh, birds. <laughs> right. And like that seems like uh, obviously to a native speaker, that's uh, like a basic word, right? But that's not a word that you're going to come across in like vocab lists. I yeah. mean, students don't naturally know what <laughs> what the different parts of animals are in English, you know? Um, so that's a really good point. Actually, guys, I just did a YouTube video about scientific resources. So come back to the blog, IELTS.AllEarsEnglish.com. This is episode 444. Search for this episode. I will link to those resources in the blog post because Anastasia's right. I mean... IELTS says that you don't need any specialist knowledge, but that's not completely true. I mean, you do need to know uh, just enough about a lot of things. <laughs> like, you don't need to know, like, a thousand technical words about biology, but you do need to know uh, there. there's a threshold, right, of, like, expected um, knowledge about so many topics. So the wider variety of resources you're reading and listening to, obviously, the better. Um, Okay, cool. So let's get into the writing and speaking, because this is really what I feel like you uh, excelled in seeking out practice and really like challenging yourself and pushing yourself to improve. Um, The first thing I want to ask you about is the power hours, because I met you a few times in our power hours and I could see improvement. Like every time we met, I could see improvement. Um, So Anastasia, what do you feel like? Well, actually, first, guys, let me explain what a power hour is. The students in our course, um, they can participate in uh, every month. We have three power power hours, two for writing and speaking, one for reading. And you can meet with me and other students on Skype to get like live feedback on speaking and writing. So Anastasia, um, if you could sort of recall anything specific, any advice that you got in a power hour that you feel like helped you? Um, yes. Yeah. Um, 
for instance, uh, in uh, writing, uh, in writing task one, uh, it's vital to uh, to know how to group the numbers, um, put put the numbers in in groups, uh, in two mm-hmm. clear groups, and what exactly to. Uh, to write down in order to uh, achieve the criteria yeah. uh, comparison, just uh, those numbers which are important, not ne- uh, not un- unnecessary numbers, and um, uh, yeah, just two clear uh, paragraphs uh, with the introduction, uh, paraphrasing, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and for uh, writing task two, maybe it's uh, brainstorming that is yeah. quintessential, I would say. Uh, and uh, to be attentive uh, when you are reading uh, the task, because yeah. there can be some uh, some words, uh, some phrases that uh, you uh, cannot recognize briefly you just need sure. to immerse into that uh, task yeah well. no that's a really good point though I think both of those things um, I mean I explain as clearly as I can obviously in the course exactly what numbers you need to choose and why and where to put them right like it's all there but um it's not always uh, it's not always that easy, <laughs> you know? Like there are some really difficult task one questions out there and students, I mean, uh, knowing which numbers you need to circle, knowing which numbers need to be put in your essay is not always apparent. It's not always clear because sometimes questions have a lot of numbers. Sometimes they don't have very many. So it is really useful to sign up for one of those task one power hours just to get that sort of last minute check. Like, yeah, you should have had more numbers or like you're, you're trying to have too much, you know, like we have to learn where we can be flexible with the strategies and what we need to stick to exactly, you know, and that's not always obvious. So just those little check-ins, I think, with me and other students is just really good as you're moving along in your preparation, just to make sure you're moving in the right direction. And like Anastasia said, meeting all the exam requirements. I mean, in our in our course, we tell you exactly what the examiner is looking for. But again, like, how do you know what that means in your writing? Like, I, <laughs> you're not an examiner. How do you know what, you know, what that exactly means in each paragraph or whatever? So, okay, awesome. Um, and as far as speaking goes, so you mentioned that you um, had some extra practice with some other students in the course. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we organized like Skype group, uh, and uh, we could practice uh, whenever we could. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, how did you do that? How did you find people to uh, be study partners? Uh, in 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 your close Facebook group, there are many people who are searching for practice. So not everyone uh, is uh, was uh, active. Sure. <laughs> some just <laughs> edited and were really silent. But some of yeah. them uh, 
were like uh, studios uh, and they encouraged others to participate awesome. <laughs> yeah and we could pair up uh, for speaking and to, to yeah. yeah practice with the questions that's fantastic yeah i think that i think that last step is necessary before you're going to do the exam, you, you have to practice talking to another person, right? Um, and, you know, some students go for italki so they could talk to a native speaker um, because they're worried about practicing with other students, right? Like they think they need a native speaker in order to practice with. Uh, but guys, actually, I mean... Uh, yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. So, so. Yeah, uh, I, I uh, practice with native speakers as well, but not so awesome. much. Uh, maybe five or six times because uh, they can point uh, point out my mistakes uh, in pronunciation in some structures that uh, non-native yeah. speakers cannot recognize totally but um yeah i mean uh, a native speaker is like that's the person that could help you with vo- vocab grammar structures pronunciation which of course you need all of those <laughs> to improve your english but um at the same time like if that is not always accessible you know i mean you you had a little practice with native speakers right and you you met with me a few times mm-hmm. um but that's not you're like you're not going to be able to access that every day but speaking is something that if you're going to grow in fluency and confidence then you need to just talk as much as possible, right? And it doesn't have to be to a native speaker. So like meeting with other motivated IELTS students, um, I just, I highly, highly recommend guys find someone who is just as motivated as yourself because that keeps you going. We've had a couple posts this week in our Facebook group, people just sharing their um, frustration, right? Just being like, I don't feel like I have enough time for this. I'm so uh-huh. tired, you know, but I think that is also important. Being able to know that you're in a safe community with people who are also working as hard as you are, because then you're motivated to keep going, right? Because then you're like, okay, Anastasia is, I know Anastasia is going to be there today. I'm going to be there too. You know, I think, I think having that community is really important. Um, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Anastasia, would you like to give any last piece of advice for our listeners on how they can increase their band score by a whole band point like you did? What Any, any secret, any last <laughs> tip that you could talk about today? Uh, uh, maybe uh, to, uh, to prepare, not for, uh, t- uh, I mean, uh, spend more time for preparation, more than two months, because uh, uh, two months actually is, is uh, enough to learn uh, what you need, but uh, not enough to practice it enough. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, and to immerse into uh, culture um, yeah. and get used to the that uh, in order not to get, not to be anxious on the exam. Uh, so... Um, I recommend these. Uh, secondly, I would recommend to uh, to have a mock test uh, just to know how how it goes uh, in in the uh, 
um, in in the center when in the classroom when everybody's yeah. sitting and writing. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I think it's also essential. Yeah, That's and uh, the last maybe piece of advice. Try to have fun. Uh, English is uh, can be entertaining, uh, can yeah. be engaging, and uh, yeah, it's not so boring like at school or in the university. Right. Yeah. yeah, I love it. That's fantastic. Exactly, guys. Your IELTS preparation should should not kill you. <laughs> God, that sounded bad. No, but really, guys, your IELTS preparation shouldn't be something that makes you feel negatively, right? It shouldn't be something that you're like, oh, I have to do that now, you know? Like, it's all about taking control, finding the resources that inspire you, finding finding ways to make this practice not only effective, of course, but enjoyable. I love that. English is fun, man. It's like, it should be fun. Yeah, <laughs> okay, fantastic. Really well, Anastasia, thank you so much for coming on today and talking about your experience. And I am, I'm so proud of you. I am so happy that you got the scores you needed. Um, and you could just, you could stop with IELTS and you could just do other things now with your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank awesome. you for, for everything you do. Your course is gold. Your podcasts are precious. And yeah. Yay. Thank you. Awesome. I appreciate your work. My pleasure. I mean, English is fun and my job is delightful. I'm very lucky. <laughs> okay, Anastasia, well, best of luck in the future, okay? Thank you. All right. Talk later. Bye. Um, bye, Jessica. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.